Welcome to another episode of NY Just Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast as we come into week 11 of the NFL season. The Jets didn't play, but, you know, of course, there were some jokes like by week 35, Jets 7, so forth and so forth. <laughs> so um, the, Jets have made a couple of, <laughs> the Jets made a couple of signings. So, uh, Chris, do you, do you see these signings being a big deal or not? And why? Um, the Ballantyne one uh, from the Giants, the corner, I don't think so. I mean, they're not exactly good at corners. So for them to cut someone, he's probably not that good. And just talking to a couple of Giant fans, they weren't impressed by him. So, you know, unless uh, Greg Williams has something different set up for him, that's not going to make that much of an impact. But they did cut to Seer. Um, so that's an obvious uh, switch right there. And then obviously, I think it's going to come down. We'll probably see Holm a lot more now. Um, but then the other one from Minnesota, uh, Eflin or Eflin? I don't know how you say Eflin. Eflin, okay. Uh, he Eflin. was drafted as a center, and he actually had a good first season as a center, but then they moved him to guard, I think. Yeah. And that's where he struggled. So maybe they're going to bring him back to center. I don't know. But – there's possibility there. He's not that old. He's only, what I think he got drafted in 17. So um, maybe they see something in him. Yeah, they're, they. Um, yeah, I mean, um, Athline is a very interesting pick, in my opinion. I think he could still play interior um, offensive lineman pretty well. I just think probably the um, the Minnesota system is not his is not a real fit for him. Um. So so I'm not gonna um on him for example um eric flowers was a was trash for the giants went to washington washington moved him inside to play a guard and he has resurrected his career so you shouldn't you could never know how things worked out with the um with stuff like that um valentine uh like you said i think at this at this point he's just a body um because you know you know what? You know what? Uh, this year, li- literally wanting out because it looks like he wanted to give the coaches a reason to let him go. So he was walking around for plays and trotting around instead of running and trying to get plays done. So yeah, I think that's what it is, man. At the at this point, they're just trying to get bodies so that they could um, finish the season. So do you think? So do y'all think? Uh, because you know that the Giants. Um... Well, I used to be Giants player. Uh, Baker got all charges dropped against him. Do the do the Jets look at him? I would I would look into him. Sure. I mean, he's obviously got talent. He was a first round talent. Um, from what I've been, I, I talked to a couple of Giant fans about him as well, and they said he came around. He was starting to come around in the second half of last year, last season. So. Maybe there's something that, I mean, I would, obviously we need help at corner, so it won't hurt to bring him in at least for the rest of the year and see what he could do. I have no problem with them bringing him in. Yeah. I heard, I, I read rumors about other teams looking into him too. The saints for what was one of them that I, that I read that's a possibility. So yeah, teams are going to look into him. I, I don't think there's an issue in looking to see what he has. You know, since like you said, we're we're low on that on bodies in that, at that position. You try to get get a guy in. That's I think that's that's okay. That's not a bad thing. And Poole is actually out this week too. I think right. I think they yeah. put him on into reserve. Yeah. So 
That's that's sad. Yeah. Yes, it is. So as we preview the Chargers game, twenty twenty continues. Yes. <laughs> as, <laughs> and, and as we preview the Chargers game, uh, what do y'all expect or what do y'all see from from this game, especially with the kid uh, Herbert coming in and you know Chargers taking hella hella emotional losses. I'm going to call it. And not just that, uh, Darnold, um, Darnold not playing again, and Flacco was playing. What What do you expect from that game, and what's the predictions? That's heavy, man. There's a lot of heavy stuff here. Um, with the Darnold thing, I mean, at this point, it seems like there's been a kind of a shift in the view of the organization on how to handle him. Because at first, if you guys remember, they said that they would try to get him to play through the injury. And now there's a, there's, there could be multiple things that happen. Maybe um, Donald's representation or family or whatever said, Hey man, this injury is a little bit more serious than you guys are acting. So I don't know if we want to have the kid play through this and ruin his career. You know, it could be that, or it could be Douglas coming to the rescue and saying, no, I don't think we should force the kid to play in a situation that's not, the, you know, that's not the best for him. I mean, at this point, anything could happen, man. I mean, at this point, they might they might put him to on the shelf and be like, hey, listen, we're going to keep you healthy and try to trade you, you know, when the trade, when, when, it, when time, when the draft comes. We don't know at this point, but it does not look like they'll be rushing him back anytime soon. And he didn't sound like it. In his in his press conference, he sounded like it's gonna be a long road ahead. So, man, it's 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 it, it's really looking like we're probably not gonna see Donald in a in a Jets uniform again. I'm not saying that I know anything that anybody else knows. It just feels that way to me. That's the the way he spoke. That's, that's an everything. interesting point, Charmin. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, it it it's come to this. You know, when you think about the way they address and all of a sudden on the fly, just changing their mind from, Oh yeah, he could maybe play through it too. He's out this week. And now we don't know when he's coming back. That, that, I, that right there is the, is the point to me that kind of got my, like picked my peaked my interest basically um, on the Chargers front. Uh, Chargers is a very interesting team, man. Uh, they have weight. They're so talented everywhere. Um, I mean, they've had some bad injuries here and there too, but like everybody else in the league, but the fact that they're losing all these games and it's not because of their rookie quarterback, you know, uh, Herbert has been uh, head and shoulders above what I thought he would have been in his first year. Um, so, so the fact that they're losing all these games, uh, some of coaches, uh, coaching, um, error, um, time management errors, um, um, just bad luck, <laughs> just a lot of stuff. But trust and believe that for the most part, they will bring it. You know, they they fight tooth and nail for everything. You know, um, they're just missing. Uh, they're just missing winning. Actually, that's the only thing they've been they've been missing. Actually, so so we're gonna we're gonna we're not playing a slouch team. I know their their record doesn't show it, but we're not playing a, a slouch team at all. They're definitely not on our level. No, um, to me, like, I, I think the, the thing about Sam being out and who knows if he's going to play again, I think to me, you, you got to break it into one of two ways. You got to look at it either one, they're protecting him 
like you said, as a trade asset, or are they protecting him to keep him for next year and they look at him as the future if we believe what Joe Douglas said a couple of weeks ago, which I do not, because if they get the number <laughs> one pick, there's no way in hell they're letting Trevor Lawrence go. So there's no way he's, if they get the first pick, there's no doubt it's going to be Trevor Lawrence being drafted. I know a lot of fans don't want to see that because they believe in Darnold, but you have to look at it also with Sam from the organization side, they look at him like, yeah, he's great and this and that, but you know what? still making the same mistakes as when he was in college, right? Mm. Number one. Number two, the kid is getting hurt every single season. So, you know, it's the shoulder, the mono, you know, it's, they're starting to build up, you know, I mean, it's, it's one thing, the mono is one thing that was a freak thing, whatever, but now you got the shoulder issue. That's more important. You know, that's a, that to me is a bigger thing. So I'm sure they're looking at everything. And now you're getting into uh, year four of his contract, which is going to cost more. And then year five, which is going to cost about $25 million or whatever it's going to be. That's when they got to start thinking, listen, if we're wrong about this guy, we, number one, bypassed, a, you know, quote unquote, generational talent, that quarterback and Trevor Lawrence, and we put all trust in this guy. And what if he gets hurt again? What if he keeps doing the same problems, throwing interceptions still and blah, 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 then you're, you know, then you got nothing. So I think no doubt Trevor Lawrence is the guy. To me, I think what you said earlier, I totally agree. I think they're keeping him on the sideline. You don't want to hurt him more. You want to keep him as healthy as possible. So this way, when the trades come up in the offseason, his shoulder is going to be fine. You don't want him to go out there and re-injure it again or re-injure something else because then it'll definitely bring down his value. So now hold on to the value, whatever he is, you know, if you could get a, like, I think what the Cardinals got for Rosen, a second and a fifth is probably what they're aiming for, for uh, Sam, you know, if they get more than that, great. And we've seen Douglas get, you know, really great uh, trades back. So <coughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if he got more than a two and a five, but I'm sure that's probably what they're shooting for. Um, yeah. I'm, Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say a little bit about the Chargers. I mean, they're, yes. like the thing, they're just finding ways to lose games. I mean, every week, you know, they're in every game. It's not like they're getting blown out. They're just finding ways to lose games. Um, and like Davin, like you said, it's definitely not Herbert. <laughs> you know, he's playing great for a rookie, for a kid that was just thrown in there. Wasn't really, you know, planning on starting at the point when they threw him in there, but he's doing, the kid's doing great. Um so, uh, you know, coming down, if you want to talk about the game, <laughs> I don't see the Jets winning another game. I said that a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to stick with it. So it might be a close game because Flacco's, I think maybe he, hopefully he'll get more comfortable in the offense now. This is his third start, right? So, you know, you would think maybe he's going to get a little bit better. And last week, I think there's no Perryman this week too. So he has a shoulder injury. Yeah, he's another one that's banged up all the time. But, um, you know, so close game. But I, I think the Rams will pull it out. I mean, the Chargers. Sorry. Uh, I think I think I just want to see the progress of Mims. I think I want to see these young players a little bit more. But as long as the Chargers is finding a way to lose games, I they Flacco disappointed me two weeks ago and. I'm I'm gonna go for it one more time. Oh man. 
But yeah. now they they beating the Ravens, which we've kind of shocked at. But at the same time, they found a way with this with this uh, heavy run offense, and and they found a ways to win games. So they still in it, you know. Bring back the bring back the ghost of the dead. Bring back the dead, <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> but with the Chargers, it just seems like they 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 could have beaten good teams, and they couldn't. Then they could have, and they just went step, and they always found a way to lose it. So, I don't know. I I know it's not Herbert. It's it's really not his fault, you know. And I, and and this is the one win. Maybe this maybe Flacco would get, but who knows? I don't know. I'm I'm going. I'm I'm going to go with the Jets one more time. And if they lose, I I will go against them for the rest of the season. And there it goes. I you know what? Real quick though about the Chargers, the, the guy you got to put on on the hot seat now is is Anthony Wynn, the head coach. I mean, mm. you know, you, you got to It's it's all about wins and losses in this in this uh, in this game. And they're two and seven now. And, you know, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. And they didn't make it last year either. Right. What did they? No, no they no, didn't. They didn't. Right. So this is definitely a team that, uh, you know, you got a young quarterback. Do you trust Anthony Lynn? as your head coach to guide your, you know, your brand new young quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I don't see it. So I, I think he's going to, he's going to probably take the heat for this year. Hmm. I don't know. That's just, well, I like we'll definitely good. see. <laughs> no, we'll definitely I mean, see. The, the one thing with the Chargers is that they don't change their personnel very often. You right. know, they're not, you know, so, so um, the ownership might be happy with them, you know, Everybody, everybody out here making all these, you know, I like I've said, there is something to say about the way Herbert has played. And I think it, it's all to me should be given all the growth given to the coaching, even if it's a little bit on Lynn's part and more, a lot of, on, on, on the offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches part. It's still the coaching, you know, so right. uh that's true. I, I'd I'd give them a plus on that. I I don't know if I would I would want to get rid of a dude that took a kid that I that for the most part on the scouting um on scouting him and not that you didn't think he was going to be an uh, an okay quarterback. I didn't think he had that. What what he's shown in the NFL, I don't think anybody thought he was going to be at that level. So yeah. Does the do you think maybe the defensive coordinator takes the ball? Because that was that was something that we we talked about how good their defense was, and they have not been that good this year. Yeah, but the, I I, I want to say there's a lot of anomalies because of the way the season has played out. Um, there's a lot of injuries, a lot of guys being out, a lot of there's a lot of there's not a lot of continue continuity mm-hmm. on you know. So I don't know if, how you at the end of the day there's going to be a lot of. Weird, quirky things happen this season that evaluations are going to be hard to make you know at some points evaluation is going to be easy to make of course especially when it comes to us as Jets fans but um but teams like I, I don't know if I would like take such a hard line stance on anything with the Chargers right now I think there's a lot of things that could have played played a role in the reason why they're not exactly the team they should be 
And I don't know if I would go to the, you know, oh, with the coaching. No, I don't think so. Right. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. What do you got, Charmin? I'm gonna um I'm gonna take the charges, man. Like you said, I, I agree with you. I don't think the Jets are gonna win another game. Mm. All right. So so let's move along before um thinking some more news. We just had some breaking news about an hour or two ago that the NFL, all 32 teams starting Saturday, um, will operate under intensive COVID-19 protocols. They all have to, uh, players and staff will have to wear masks all times, um, and they will have a tracking device on them just to, <laughs> while they travel um, so the league and the union can quickly identify close contacts of the individual uh, who tested positive. Um it, this is just this is just crazy. So so again, Chris, one more time. Um, where where do you see this? Where do you see this um going? You know what we was we've been saying it for a while about uh the football uh, the NFL trying to be in some kind of bubble hotel bubble a uh, bubble obviously not the same city, but they got to do something because what what they're doing is obviously I mean it's working for the most part, but we see all these positive tests every week for this team, for that team, you know, this week, you know, we just heard today about the Raiders having all those guys testing positive. I mean, I think the only, the only way they got to do it. I mean, now we're in the stretch run anyway, right? We're in week 11 now. So, I mean, you got another month and a half to go and then it's playoff time. So, you know what? Tighten it up (laughs) as uh, Aaron Boone would say, Uh, but definitely you just got to tighten everything up maybe get into a bubble. I don't know that that might be their next. I think that's their next step, you know, to get into some kind of bubble, a hotel bubble in, in their cities, because uh, like I said, what's working is not really exactly working for every team. And, you know, we're really close to the, to the finish line. Now we're only a month, month and a half away. we got five more games, five more weeks, I guess, after this week or six more weeks. So I think the NFL just wants to try to, get to the playoffs so this way there's less teams they have to worry about. And then maybe they'll put, they'll go into a bubble, you know, when they have uh, how many playoff teams, it's seven, uh, seven for each conference. Right. So you got 14, maybe they'll break it in. Maybe they'll break it into two cities for the playoffs. You know, they might announce that. I don't know, but they definitely got to tighten stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. um, I think I think around. Uh, I mean, this is what's going on in. Uh, there's a, a basically kind of a mirror image of exactly what's going on in in society right now, um, and and unfortunately, that's what it it takes to curb this this virus is to like Chris said, tighten things up. You know, um, so whatever uh, situations that were going on before, whatever they had in place. Um, the players and their families or whatever, it needs to be heightened, you know, at this point, because the numbers are just ballooning again, like we had in the beginning. So, so whatever they're doing, they got to do it better. They got to, they got to find safer ways to travel, safer ways to, you know, travel, you know, in and out of the facilities and protect whoever that's in the facilities and stuff like that. So, you know, unfortunately, when you when it comes to that, people take, you know, people take uh, 
feel like it's a negative thing when you start asking people to, you know, at first you ask people to wear a mask and then, hey, you know, every, nobody wants to wear a mask or nobody wants to take it as serious as they should. You know, now, now you have to tie a fine to it. And even then, like the Raiders getting fined a, a million dollars, they still not really following the protocols. What, do you, what, is, what is it going to take for you to understand that the only way we finish this NFL season is that if you follow the protocols, I don't get it. You know, I, I think it's cut and dry. I don't think there's, I don't think there's a, I don't think anybody misspoke uh, when it comes, when it comes to the virus, it is very dangerous. And we don't want a bunch of people getting sick and flooding our hospitals to the point where we can't even, if we, if I had a broken arm, I can't even walk into the emergency room because there's 10,000 people with COVID in the hospital. Now I'm standing there with a broken arm and I can't get help. So, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's serious stuff, man. And the NFL got to do what they got to do. Like you said, um, if they could find a way to do plate in a bubble, they got to do whatever they got to do. Yeah. I mean, there's not too many weeks left. I mean, so far, so far, so good in a nutshell. Um, throw a little bit of grain of salt in there. <laughs> and there there's your NFL season. Uh, you know, it's just crazy that the Raiders starting starting defense had to go on under COVID nineteen, uh, pro, uh, under COVID nineteen res, uh, reserve. This is like this situation is just so crazy. Uh, I just I just hope things get better. And that's that's all I can do is just hope, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but let's 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 move along. Uh, Charmin, that's uh, Giants offensive lineman. Uh, Colombo and Judge and the coach Judge got into it. Um, we don't know too much if, if was it verbal or was it not verbal. Uh, could you give us more details about that? I really don't have as many details. Uh, just like just like you guys, uh, um, it flashed across my screen a couple times. Uh, Jason McIntyre's um, reporting basically stated it was a fist fight and that Colombo got the better of Judge and Judge fired him. Um, I would, I have no idea what would create, cause an escalation of that proportion between two coaches, uh, especially if one is your boss, I don't get it. You know, Joe Judge is Colombo's boss. So what would have Joe Judge say or do to Colombo to the point where Colombo is fist fighting him? You know, I, I, I don't know. To go off of that, you know, other reporting uh, seem to kind of, uh, pointed at more of a disagreement but you know you never really get to know the truth in these situations because it's a little bit you know two grown men getting into a uh, uh, fist fight is uh, especially professional grown men you know it's bad on both sides it looks really bad you know for them to explain their behavior so you probably would never know exactly what happened you know after this you know they're both going to cover and say it was a district, you know, it was just a misunderstanding and stuff, you know, stuff like that's going to come out instead of the actual, you know, story of what happened maybe 10 years from now, when one of them writes a book or something, you'll know the truth, but, <laughs> but that, but that's how it is, you know, um, but it's pretty shocking in my opinion, uh, because I've seen growth in the Giants offensive line in the last couple of weeks, you could see that that team was getting a little better up front. So, it's kind of crazy that they're, uh, you know, that all of a sudden now they're lo they're losing their um, 
the offensive line coach, man. That's that's crazy. The one, I, I, it was shocking to me, too, because, like you said, things were starting to improve for this team, and they've been in just about every game so far this year. Um, they're another one that finds different ways to lose games, but they were in just about every game that they played this year. Um, and I was, I, I was surprised, too, when I heard it. Um, but you know what? It comes down to something with, like, with the Jets a few weeks ago with uh with Gase and Greg Williams you know their little back and forth thing through the media I know it's nothing like that at all but you know what when something like this happens the Giants they were smart you know they just nipped it in the butt and that's it it's over you know maybe they tried to say listen guys can you get along get through the season at least maybe they couldn't maybe it was something much bigger than just an argument you know maybe possibly it went physically I don't know but it's obviously it got pretty personal if, if, if they got to the point where he, you know, he fired him. So, but this goes, comes down to accountability. Our team has zero accountability. You know, we've had a horrible offensive line for two years now and offensive line coach gets a pass. Everybody gets a pass. Adam Gase gets a pass for being 0 and 9 now, you know, (laughs) you know, it's never about him. It's always about, you know, well, we got to do better. This got to get better. That got to get better. You know, it starts from the top. So that, to me, it shows accountability. It was probably a, a bigger argument than what they're saying, obviously, um, that maybe couldn't get, they couldn't get through the next six games just to get to the finish line. But, you know, luckily for the Giants, they're on a bye week. So, you know, this is going to be a little bit easier to, to handle on a bye week, but you know, it's, it's sad because you, you've seen a guy get fired, obviously, but um, I don't know. That's how I was comparing it to the Jets. I was thinking about it when we had our problems, nothing happened. You know, it's like, yeah, that's okay. No big deal. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that's, that's right. at this point, it's probably critical. <laughs> definitely. That was definitely very critical. Uh, I, I I guess we could talk about this real quick. We wasn't going to talk about it, but we could talk about it. Uh, so again, Sarman, uh, Antonio Brown, um, NFL investigating <laughs> uh, the security cameras and so forth and so forth. So how you feel about that? Oh man, it's uh, I guess it's on, it's a. Uh... It's on brand for him, I guess, at this point. I mean, that's what he does. He has almost no control over his uh, his emotions. Um, even in the face of him probably losing the only job that he's had um, and the thing he loves to do most, even then he can't control himself enough. I, I get it. Um, the fact that he, this, again, um, ask um, answer the answer the question. Why is this guy in the NFL after everything he's done, and he's and he's given a chance not only to play in the NFL but to play to for one of the better teams in the NFL because somebody you know somebody loves him so much that they're willing to overlook everything he's done and to give him a shot, you know. Um, he needs uh, when we all know that this dude needs help more than anything else. He doesn't need football right now, you know. So um, I don't know, man. Um, 
I, I again I don't wish ill on people. I think I think this guy needs to go back and 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 find whatever the hell it was that caused him to go left and correct his you know correct it you know deal you know that that's the more important thing for me because normal you know a black man with that kind of uh that kind of issue doesn't end well man it really doesn't the world does not forgive us for having emotional issues i'll tell you what if brady didn't vouch for him i don't think he'd be playing right now i think that's the that was one of the key guys in bringing him back because if they go to him and say listen do you want brown you know you want ab on the team if he'd say nah, he's a little bit of uh that's too risky I don't think they would have brought him back. So I think Brady's a, you know, that's a big guy to have as, as someone, va- you know, vouching for you. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad to me because there's obviously there's something mentally wrong with this guy. You know, he's got mental issues. It's not just that he's a, he's an idiot or he's stupid or something like that. No, 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 exactly. There's, there's something wrong with his brain. You know, there's a chemical imbalance or, Whatever it may be, something is wrong with this dude. And you would have thought all this time he would have gotten help. You know, and I think that's what the NFL wanted him to do and to say, listen, you know, during this time that you can't play, go out and get help. And I'm sure they pointed him in the right direction. I'm sure they gave him the doctors to go see and all that. You know, it's, it's, it's sad because this guy was heading for the Hall of Fame the way he was playing. He wasn't just a good receiver. He was arguably the best or one of the best receivers easily in the league. And his numbers he was putting up, man, was just crazy. And now you could tell he's maybe, listen, maybe this is uh, too many hits to the head. You know, maybe this is uh, P, uh, PSD. What, what is that called? PTSD. Right. Maybe that's, maybe that's what this is. You know, I'm, 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 I'm going to stop you there, man. Um, I, I'm, I, you know, I don't vigorously um, dis- disagree with people on stuff like that a lot, but I want I want the people to be held accountable for things that they do and they cause. A lot of what that's going on with him is of his own doing. You know, um, I think it's more of some of, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, but but just the way it has escalated seems like it's just a guy that has. You know that feels like the world needs to bow to him because of his stature or his state, his status. You know everything he's done. It's it doesn't seem like. Come on, we've seen emotionally um, guys that you know that PTSD issues. I don't have to mention names um, in the NFL, and we knew we know what the what happened. You know it ended up badly because you could tell that it was an emotional issue. There was violence. And, and whatever you know, I mean, I'm not, I, I just hope it never it comes it doesn't come to this. It just feels like to me as somebody that needs to go away and deal with that, you know, instead of something that has to do with football. I don't think it's football. I think it's, I think it's him personally. It's something that he has to deal with. Yes, yeah, I, yeah I, I still think it's a it's definitely a mental issue. I mean, it keeps happening the same stuff. Um, and this was, I, to be honest, I think this was, this is going to be his last shot. If he messes this up, you know, he's probably done for his career. So he's got to really figure this out. He's got to, again, he should have been getting help before this, but 
if, if he doesn't have mental issues and he's just an idiot, you know, and he's just doing this on his own, then you know what? He deserves nothing. He deserves no more shots. He deserves nothing. If he's got mental issues. That's something very serious and he needs to get help. But if he doesn't, and if he's just an idiot and he's doing this on his own, then that's, that's even worse. You know, with the talent he had, he's just throwing it all away. And then he got six games to figure it out. <laughs> mm, yep. <Maybe> so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, just, it's critical. Yeah. Uh, uh, week, week 10, <laughs> player of the week. It's <laughs> a tough one. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of guys. You know I'm what? to say, I'm surprised I didn't go with one guy. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the not the obvious one, but you know what? The one that we've seen a lot of this week on the uh, on all the um, on all the sports shows on ESPN. Great plays of the week. I'm gonna have to go Hopkins hey. for that one play. He still had a really good game. You know, seven catches, one twenty-seven. But uh, obviously, the uh, the hail mary that was just unreal over three guys. I mean, you just can't get any better than that. The guy is just amazing and every time he makes a play i'm sure houston fans are crying or <laughs> saying any, <laughs> any really bad words they yeah. traded him for nothing they got nothing in return for him for can of soup yeah <laughs> as what is what does davin say spare change yeah, yeah. For spare change yeah that's exactly bill for spare change that's exactly what they got for him man and it's sad because he's one of the best but yeah best out there now yeah it, um man uh i know where i'm gonna go because there was there was a lot of good football played man i think i think i want to i'm gonna give it to brady and um and the bucks um because after the kind of letdown they had the week before i don't think a lot of us i mean after all these years that this guy playing football you gotta you know i, I don't think i've ever really given him his props you know, um, he's this dude is just too consistent over so many years of playing football. He has a bad game. He comes back to the, the next game and then he throws touchdowns or whatever the hell on the yards or whatever, like basically a perfect football game after having a horrible, horrible football game. So in all his career. So, yeah, kudos to Brady and the Bucks, man. Definitely. Uh. Well, I was going to give it to uh, if you would have came back and won the game, I was going to give it to Alex Smith, but due to but due to uh, the the Redskins not winning, I got to give it to the Patriots defense. Um, mm-hmm. just for stopping Lamar Jackson and um, and just for winning that big game against the Patriots to keep them keep themselves alive. And, it's just crazy. It's just, it's just crazy. Shout out, shout out to the Patriots defense. And I don't even I don't like the Patriots, but they did what they had to do to beat the Ravens. So shout out to them. Um let's let's go to our reviews of the games. So the first game was the Colts beating the Titans 34 to 17. That was a little bit of a shocker, I think. You know, Thursday night, you know, in Tennessee. Uh the Colts have been really good or really bad on, on every, any different week. So they've been not a consistent team, but if they can get on a roll, this is a team you got to watch out for, man, in the playoffs. Cause they're good. When they're good, they, they could play with anybody, but we've seen them be really bad 
you know, and they've lost to Jacksonville. So we've seen them both ways, but this week was their good game. And Tennessee, we got to, you know, you got to start looking out for Tennessee as, you know, they could fall out of the playoffs the way they're playing. Yeah. Right now um, they're out. This, this game is probably, yeah, <laughs> this game, this game is probably the, um, the epitome of the 2020 uh, NFL season. <laughs> There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, Tennessee, um, you know, in our, in, in you would say Tennessee would, would have won that game. Uh, they did not look like Tennessee. Like the, oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, you know, they did not did not look like themselves. Um, but but I I think I don't think I'm giving up on Tennessee yet. I don't think they're gonna fall out. I think that I think there's a bunch of six and three teams in the in the AFC right now. It's mm-hmm. One of them are gonna come through, and the team that runs the ball better, in my opinion, is Tennessee. So I'd probably stick with them. Um, but it was a shocker. Um, but like you rightly so, uh, what you said about um about the Colts. The Colts are very talented football team. They just hadn't put it all together and they put it all together and you could see what they're capable of right out of that game. So um, is that an, uh, an, an, you know, some an alert to all the other teams that they finally hit their stride. If they finally hit their stride for what they could do and the talent they have, they're going to be a very dangerous team down the stretch. So um, yeah. Uh, kudos to the, the Colts, man. That was a definitely, if that's who they are, yeah, they're going to be a problem. That division now, they're all six and three. Yeah. <laughs> Baltimore, Tennessee, and and the Colts. And right now the Colts, I guess they get the tiebreaker, but um, it's going to be interesting, man. We got, you know, nine games now down and we got, uh, what, seven more to go. So it'll be good. It's going to be good down the stretch to see these three teams. Who's going to step it up? Oh, it's going to be hot. Yep. <laughs> I think, I think, I think just in my opinion, I, I know it was something about that coach defense so that was going to be the ones that, that push it, you know, um, cycle to shout out to Michael Pittman for, uh, you did his, pick uh, him. Yeah. Um, yeah he shout did. out to Pittman for, for a big game too. He had a hundred yards receiving, um, the kid. Yeah. He saved my through. fantasy day. He saved, I picked him for, I had my, I, he was my fantasy wide receiver. So yeah, he's definitely did his thing. So shout out, shout out to the Colts for that big win. Uh, the Browns, that's a low scoring game against the Texans, ten to seven. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah, um, they got Browns got lucky again. Yeah. When uh, I know, I know the weather was really bad out there. This six, yes. how, how this yeah. six and three? <laughs> yeah, that. And and I think and I think the only reason why they won that game is because of their running backs. Literally, it's because of Chubb and, and Hunt. Um, mm-hmm. And and going forward, that's all they need, man. They can't they can't depend on 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 their quarterback to save them because it does not seem like he has it in him no. to help them. <laughs> you know, if he just doesn't turn the ball over and make a couple throws every game to save them, that's all he needs to do. And just give the ball to these two guys and let them be the, the focal point of that offense. Because that team is not really a bad team, man. I think in the offseason, we talked about how talented they were everywhere. So, you know, you just let just let the just let that talent speak for itself. Let Baker just make a couple throws here and there. And um, 
and then run the ball. I think that's all, that's their formula. If they do that, they I think they could still pressure some teams. I don't know if that will be a playoff run for them because they've lost uh, to some of the more um, prominent AFC teams. But um, yeah, I, I think that's the only way they could win. I don't know what Baker is at this point. I really don't. Uh, it was a horrible game overall. I'm, I'm gonna leave it like yeah. that. Um, hmm. high scoring game. Lions thirty and Washington twenty seven. Uh, it's amazing, <laughs> man. Alec, that was Alex Smith's first start, right, in two years since the injury, and um, and the guy throws career high yardage, career high attempts, completions. I mean, give this. I mean, it's just amazing just to see him playing again. Um, I mean, yeah, I know he just he lost the two games he's played, but just to see him out there is just unbelievable. Um, and they lost a heartbreaker. Uh, it was just horrible how they lost, you know, but because um, they came back in the fourth quarter and then with, what was it, 16 seconds left, I think uh, Stafford brought his team down to kick a field goal. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but I just think Alex Smith's amazing for just, just playing. <laughs> Yeah, after seeing that dude, that guy's leg and what yeah. it looked like for him to be out there playing professional football is ridiculous, in my opinion. It is. Um, the Lions were without probably their best their best wide receiver in Kenny Galladay, and they still put up thirty points. Um, that's what they could do um, when you can't stop them on offense. That's what they could do. That's their potential. I think uh, Swift is emerging as probably their best running back <clears throat> that they've had in a long time. Uh, as bad as Washington is, Washington is pretty talented themselves at, at certain points, man. They, um, they, they're very promising at wide receiver. And you could tell, uh, even if they couldn't get in the end zone, I think that's the only reason why they didn't win that game is because they couldn't get one touchdown. I think if they were able to just get one, they would have won that game. Um, they're very talented on defense. We know what they have on, at the defensive line and stuff like that. Uh, questionable at the corner on the DB positions, but, um, interesting game man i think if if you before the before the week if you if somebody told you they won um the detroit won that game 30 points to 27 you'd you'd think it was a lie so yeah <laughs> the fact that the washington could score 27 points is uh interesting keeps their playoff hopes alive if anything <laughs> yeah I mean, that's, how, I mean, that's how bad that's how bad the division is they're only they're only two games out of the out of the playoffs right now ridiculous, the, man. oh my Detroit god NFC is a big toss up now <laughs> it's going to yeah. be somebody somebody's going to win six or seven games that's who's going to win the division well, well no not, not there surprised if the giants won it not, not the. Oh yeah, definitely the the NFC. Yeah, the, yeah. the NFC East. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the, the Lions. Actually, kept their playoffs. Oh right, oh. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that because they're yeah, four and five, right? They're they're four and five. Yeah. Oh, right okay. Well, either way, shout out the both teams. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a shocking, a shocking tight score. Uh, Packers twenty four, Jaguars twenty. Oh. Yeah, that, that shocked me too. I thought it was going to be an easy victory, and uh, Jacksonville hung around all game, uh, and Green Bay had to, you know, pull it out at the end. But uh, yeah, you know what? I mean, they won, so but they didn't cover, obviously. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that just shows you nobody tanks. The worst teams in the league, players don't tank. They're going to play. They're going to play hard no matter what. 
win or lose, they're going to play hard. So that's what Jacksonville is going to give you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there, there is, there is, um, I always, I will always question um, how good the, the um, Packers defense could actually be. Um, I think that's, I think that's probably one of the reasons why um, the Jags were in that game all, you know, is because that, that the Green Bay defense, I mean, the Green Bay defense is, they, they, they will play well one here and there, but they, they always seem to let, to be a letdown. There's always seemed to be a letdown. So um, they can't stop the run. Uh, a lot of stuff with them, but um, definitely um, that's one of the reasons why Jacksonville was able, was able to stay around is because Green Bay's defense is kind of crazy. Um, they're, you know, they play down to their opponent sometimes. And also Green Bay's offense was kind of off for a good, maybe half. So when they picked it up, they picked it up, but yeah, for a while that they, they just didn't have it. Yeah, we, yeah. we actually questioned Green Bay last year and then heading into this year that we, we didn't think they'd have enough, but you know what, right now they're playing great. I mean, well, let's see how they do the rest of the way, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Agree to it. Uh, so the next game, Chris, the Eagles, 17, it's 27. This was so awful. <laughs> The Eagles are just god-awful on offense, uh, defense as well. Um, they got problems, man. This is a team that's hmm. – and they're going nowhere fast this year, and they, they're going nowhere fast next year too. Uh, there might be big changes coming for this team. I didn't think that would happen, but uh, nobody's looking too good right now. I, I think everybody's on the hot seat now. Uh, Schwartz, the defensive coordinator's on the, on the hot seat all year and now Peterson I mean ever since Frank Reich left uh, a couple of years, you know after the Super Bowl win this team has not been the same I mean they've played pretty good the last couple of years but you could see the difference in the offense with Peterson calling plays rather than Frank Reich as the uh, offensive coordinator um, and watching watching that game I mean that was one of the worst one of the, I felt like I was almost watching a Jet game, how bad the offensive play calls were. They were just god-awful. You got one of the better running backs in the league in, in uh, Sanders, and he was running very well, but the second half, they kind of went away from him. I didn't understand why. Um, Boston Scott ran off a 50-yarder, scored a touchdown, and they got away from the run. And decisions going for two, there was a thing that came up on the uh, on TV. The Eagles go for two, uh, what they say, 48% of the time. Mm. They go for two, 48% of the time. The league average is 10%. So that means they go for it four, more than four times than what the average team goes for. That is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I, they went for two when if they kicked a field goal, they would have been down by three. So it made no sense to go for two. Um, yeah. So and they, they, yeah, the, I agree with you, brother. <laughs> uh, and the and the worst thing about the the Eagles, in my opinion, is the Eagles are probably um, the schedule coming up does not look good. Yeah, very tough. You, if you, yeah, so them if they win two games after this, it's gonna be pretty surprising, in my opinion. So, yeah. uh, wow, yeah, 
what Carolina was, was able to do, especially in the first half. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, like you said, there was, uh, the adjustment, second half adjustments and the Bucks run away with this. Yeah. Tom, in a nutshell, Tom Brady and them look like they're going to get better. We'll see. We'll definitely see as the games move along. So the Raiders definitely dominated the Broncos. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, scores, but go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. 37 to 12. Yeah. Um, this is a, this is what, this is another team. The formula is to run the ball. And those are all AFC teams, by the way. Um, that just that they do best when they run the ball. And you, I mean, it's not that it doesn't mean that Carr can't throw the ball. It's just that, you know, it's just that you can't, you know, um, let him throw the ball 40 times a game, you know, have him throw the ball about 30 times max, 27 times about that and run the ball with the kid, man. You have a, one of the better young running backs in the league. You have a pretty good offensive line. Pound the ball. They they could do that to a lot of teams. They could dominate a lot of teams if they just pound the ball, man. Dangerous team if they if that's what their formula is. And if Carr could just be consistent, that could they could definitely be a dangerous team. But we've seen him yep. definitely go the other way. So, but so far he's been playing good this year. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah let's move. Let's move along, man. Uh, Dolphins. Uh, one again in a tight, tight game, 29-21 against the Chargers. They had a huge, uh, what, special teams, right? They had like two or three big plays on special teams. Yes. Yeah. But Miami's just, dude, this is a team. Uh, I mean, I, I, whenever I see Miami playing well and winning games, they just, it just gives me hope that we could do this. We could do this mm-hmm. in, one, in one year, maybe two years at the most. But we could be Miami next year, you know? We, we, we didn't believe in them last year after they sold off their best players. Um, and they came out and they won four or five games towards the end. And they were in just about every game. And then now this year, they're, you know, legit playoff team right now. Um, and they're playing great. So this is a team that I'm telling you, coaching changes and different mindset. It's, you could see this with Miami. Miami went from a, a team going nowhere with Gase bringing a new head coach and now they're a playoff team in two years. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. It, it, it's the power of coaching, right? Um, you mm-hmm. take one, you take a coach out that's, that's, you know, and then you replace him with a better coach and look how much it changes, you know, not only the coaching itself, but the direction of the team itself, you know, um, everything changes when, when the plan is brought. To the forefront that everybody believes in and everybody everybody buys into. So um, um, I'm, I'm, you know, like you said, it makes me hopeful of what the Jets could do um, in a short period of time. But that's a hardworking team, man. Everybody fights. Special teams, wide receivers, cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers. Everybody's like scrapping and scraping, and 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 I just like to see it. That's the kind of football I like to see. Even if not one of my favorite teams in the league, they run enemy, but. Hey, I love football. And you know what? And if you look at their stats for the game, Tua had 169 yards throwing. He did throw two TDs. But rushing, Ahmed ran for 85 yards. No receiver had more than 43 yards receiving. 
you know, yeah, Devontae Parker, two catches, 31 yards. By the way, by the way, that's that that's something that I'm keeping my eye on. I'm not gonna say that, you know, I want to say what I feel like yet, because I don't think, you know, I don't want to like jump to conclusions, but there's something about that to a kid. I just want to see what he, what what what's gonna uh, be going forward. It's just too small of a yeah, it's only uh, a couple of weeks. You yeah, know, just a couple of weeks to wait. Yeah, but yeah I'm, let's wait till I'm, next year to yeah. really start. Yeah, yep. To, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's something about it, but let's see what it turns out to be. Yeah, um, I guess shout out to Miami for that for that win. Um, Seems like they're getting closer neck and neck with the Bills. And speaking of the Bills, the Bills lost in that tight game against Hopkins uh, in the Cardinals, thirty-two to thirty. Great game. Great. Great game. <laughs> Great game. I mean, both teams fought and clawed for that game, man. Uh, but the magic of Kyler Murray, man, uh, at the end of the day, it's almost like this kid, you play him, you, you got to come at him with, with for the whole game. If you don't, yeah, he's going to find a way to win. Um, and also, it doesn't hurt to have probably the best hands catcher in the NFL, you know. <laughs> You know, if you if you you know if you're willing to pay him instead of selling him out for a can of soup, you know you could you could have him. So, uh, kudos to the kid, man. Um, I, I like to see I like to see that. I love I love good football. I love to see uh, talented people win. Um, but, but the Bills are not done, man. I don't think they're done. I just think they lost to a team that had magic on their side for one game. So. Um, I think for the most part, I, I, it, actually, I think the Bills deserve to lose that game, in my opinion. I think at the whole the whole game, um, the Cardinals were basically kind of, in my opinion, uh, running the show. Um, but we'll see what happens next. And, and Buffalo yeah. played great too, man. Uh, Josh yeah, Allen, played well. yeah, you're right. Josh Allen, you know, set them up to win. I mean, if it wasn't for the miracle at the end, you know, that that's a big win for Buffalo, but. Uh, you know, AZ played great. That you know, uh, what's his name? Murray was kind of shut down for most of the game. You know, not shut down totally, but not having a great game. But you know what? He came up big when he had to, and of course, Hopkins just unbelievable, man. He's just one unbelievable player. Yes, yeah, definitely. And as we speak along, uh, the Rams won a big game against the Seahawks, twenty-three to sixteen. Yeah. Yes, uh, the yeah. Rams, the Rams are one of the best teams in the NFL, man. You know, from the coaching to, you know, what they have on, on talent and on defense, and what they have on talent on offense. Uh, one of the better teams. Uh, they don't make a big fanfare of the way they win. They don't blow teams out, but they just win. You know, um, and they do it pretty quietly. So uh, let's see how far that formula takes them this year. Yeah, I, I think they're surprising some of – I mean, I think they're surprising us a little bit. I don't think we had them at the top of the division. I thought – you know, we both thought – I think we all thought Seattle and the 49ers would be the teams to beat in that division. But you know what? They're playing really good. Um, Seattle started off great, but the last three, four weeks, just uh, – I, I wrote down some numbers about Russell Wilson. This is, this is more of the whole team, but – in the first five weeks, right, they were 5-0. and He threw for 19 touchdowns, only three interceptions, no fumbles lost. His passing rating was 129.8 through the first five games. And we were talking, 
this guy's going to be the MVP. Okay. Week seven through 10, last four games. They're one and three as a team. He's thrown nine touchdowns and seven interceptions. And he's also lost three fumbles in that, in that mm. time. And his passing rating in those four games is 90.5. So that's still better than a lot of hell of these quarterbacks. Well, you know, little... yeah, but those are that's a lot of turnovers, man. But yeah, of course, that's a lot of turnovers. But I'm saying four games. QBR is still better than a lot of these yeah. quarterbacks. I mean, he's yeah, still definitely. playing good, but four, uh, that's 10 turnovers in four games. That's but this is the much, but man. this is the issue. This is the issue. As and 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 he is not. He is human. At the end of the day, he's a human being. Um, I know the the performances that he has put up in his career kind of states that he is not that he's an alien at playing quarterback, but he's not because when you expose him that much as they're doing this year, then stuff like that happens. You know, you can't play in the NFL and be squeaky clean like he's been almost all his career. It's almost impossible to do. I don't care who it was. Even even Tom Brady has looked horrible against against teams in stretches because because you're playing in the NFL. You're playing against the best the best people in the world that play football. So they're going to expose you. And I think there's flaws to the whole let uh let the Russ cook um, thing that they're doing where they're letting them throw a million times a game. You have to have a running game in the NFL. Because then you know you become one side, you know, become one sided, and everybody understands that's what you're going to be doing, and they can find a way to beat your run, your your passing game, you know. Um, so uh, if the the when they get back to running the ball, I think I think he could still be Russell Wilson. But if you're going to ask him to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game, he's going to have stretches like this. Yeah, and they need that running game for the playoffs. Oh yeah, and, and let's tell you. And let's not talk about their defense. I mean, oh yeah, we don't have to talk about that. That's <laughs> <laughs> their defense is the real issue here, but oh, the offense is starting to show now too. Oh, by the way, um, I can't I can't talk about Seattle without uh, talking about the fact that um, <laughs> you know they uh, Mr. Adams has a uh, uh, all of a sudden you know taking a shot at the fact that he played for the Jets and he had depression because oh, he was God. losing. He was seven and nine, and he was depressed. Oh, Crimea River. I, 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 like to me, that's a cringeworthy thing, man. Um, to tell that you're doing the thing that you always wanted to do your whole life, play football in the pros. I know you're losing, and things are not really working out for your team the way you wanted to. And I understand being sad about it. I understand about being dejected, <laughs> going <laughs> home and true. going under the covers. And yeah, that's not depression. Come and, on, bro. And you know Come what? On. How about all the times? Oh, I want to stay here. I want to be here. I want to Liar. be in debt for life and all that. Yeah, he wasn't depressed. He's just, you know what? Mm-hmm. He, he, depression is something you don't make fun of. And he's basically insulting everybody under the sun who does actually have depression for real issues, not because their team sucks. You know what I mean? You know what? If, and if you don't want to be a part of it, then just go to the GM like a man, like he eventually did. But go to the GM and say, listen, I want out. Trade me. I don't want to be here anymore. That's it. Don't go there and say, I want to be a Jet for life, you know, and then bitch and moan. You know what? Go in there and say, what? I want out. That's it. I'm, I'm too good for here. 
I don't want to keep losing. I don't want to be part of this rebuild, whatever. Who cares? Just say you want out and that's it. Don't cry about it. I mean, come on. Of course. Yeah. It's very critical. At this point, it's very critical. (laughs) But let's move along. Uh, The Breezeless Saints beat the 49ers 27-13. I like how you put that, Davin. Yeah. um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. um, We're going to know a little bit more about the Breezeless Saints next week when uh, they have uh, Mr. 30 picks a season uh, playing quarterback for them. Um, the Saints are, again, another talented team, man, that has, um, uh, they could survive if they, if they, if there's efficiency played at the quarterback. They don't need something to blow you out. They play really good on defense. They could run the ball. They could, you know, they have a pretty good offensive line. So um, it's the Saints, man. You know what they bring you. You know, the only place that you know you don't know what they're going to give you is when they get to the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. And you know what? The, uh, up until today, uh, he, uh, what do you call it? Peyton has not named uh, the starting quarterback yet. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking oh it's Princeton, but you know what? They did re-sign, uh, what's his name? Jason Hill. And, you know, he was comparing him to Steve Young, which is... <laughs> really crazy but yeah exactly so but I, I still think Winston will get to start maybe we'll see Hill a little bit more than what we've seen yes. this year you know probably more gadget plays for him or whatever they, they got for him but I, I think Winston will start yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, I agree I think um, I think Winston would start too I agree yeah Winston should get to start but we'll definitely see Wilson. This is, and you know what? This is the opportunity for Winston to let to let teams know that hey, you know, I have done better than the last season. Yep. So if Winston could do that, um, the two weeks that Breeze is out, maybe maybe he'll get an opportunity somewhere. Who knows? But we'll see. We'll definitely will see. Um, Steelers dominated, tortured the Bengals, thirty six to ten. <laughs> I think they needed a game like this because they haven't had a, a you know, convincing win. They've had wins, but they haven't been blowing anybody out or we haven't seen the defense play as well as we thought they would play. But um, this is maybe this is, you know, their start that they're going to really start to the defense is going to start dominating games like we thought they would. Um, but that was a pretty big win for them, you know, convincingly. Yeah, and the Bengals have been moving the ball against every team they played. So yeah. the fact that they came over there and they they weren't able to move the ball that much uh, says a ton about what the Steelers could be. Um, yeah, uh, at this point they're win they 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 haven't lost the game, and they're ahead they're head and shoulders above everybody in the AFC at this point. Uh, and it's crazy to say that this is the best game we've seen them play when they're nine and zero or whatever they are. It's crazy to say that, but um. Yeah, it's the Steelers, man. Every year they bring it. Damn, shout out to the Steelers for that win. And, and we got two games left. Uh, the first one, the smart-minded Belichick Patriots mm-hmm. um, beat Hallbox Ravens in 23-17. <laughs> As we always say, man, just when you think <sighs> this team is going to die and this is it, they're gonna, we could bury this team. They Damn zombies. Back. Yeah, exactly. They are, man. Uh, and you know what? If if what's his name gets any better, 
down the stretch, Cam Newton, if he plays any better down the stretch, this is going to be a dangerous team. Uh, with that offensive line, and if they could run the ball, that's what you want in, in you know, December and then in the playoffs. So if they could squeak in, you know, if their defense could get a little bit healthier, that's going to be a team to watch out for. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they have that kind of formula too, another team that could run the ball and a quarterback that could run the ball and just be efficient and don't throw, don't, don't turn the ball over. And, you know, and like you said, let that defense play because they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. People forget, you know, they just, just because they had a bunch of injuries doesn't mean that that team is, you know, that they're, they're far away from what they were last year. They're not that far away. So at any at given, on any given Sunday, they could, they could play on that level. So uh, yeah, scary team. Yeah, so um, didn't expect just didn't expect the results like that to happen. But shout out to the True. shout out to the Patriots for that win, a big one for them. And last but not least, you got you got the Stay Alive Vikings beating the Bears, nineteen to thirteen. Stay alive, <laughs> and the Bears. How awful uh, is their offense? Holy cow! Very their bad. Is, you think we're bad, or they're as bad as the Eagles looked? I mean, they were just god awful, um, hmm. and. You know, the only thing that keeps them in games is they have such a good defense that they yes. kept that game within grasps, you know? Yeah. Um, um, I think we've said it in the last couple of weeks. They don't have an offensive line. And in this in, in the NFL, you can't, you can't, you can't, you know, and you have a quarterback that's not mobile. I mean, come on, man. That's like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and I don't is. like people, people talking about, you know, Foles is this and Foles is that. Foles is not the quarterback you would implement. You would put in a situation where he can't run. He can't run, and, he's, and his offensive line is that bad. You know, that's just a bad, bad everything. Bad everything, you know. So, you know, they can't run the ball. Offensive line can't run block. They can't throw the ball because the offensive line can't pass block. Holy crap. Kind of like what we were last year. That's what. That's how bad that offensive line is right now. So, um. That's why they're they're so bad. Um, their defense is the only thing that's their saving grace, and unfortunately, true. Yeah, and a lot of drop balls by the wide receivers too. It was terrible. Well, yeah, another I, point too. Yeah, another point to Davin. Um, I think before we we can't not talk about the fact that Davin Cook is a beast. Oh yeah, and he's literally holding that team together by himself. His performances is the reason why the Vikings keep keep being around and winning games hands down i don't you know it's not kirk cousins so <laughs> yeah definitely so let's get into our week 11 predictions um one of the games of the week thursday night football seahawks against cardinals man i can't i can't go against the um i can't go against the cardinals um because unless the seahawks show me that they have an answer on for you know fixing their defense i i can't i can't pick them they they look so bad on defense i can't pick them and i think seattle the other hand i think they got it they got to turn it around this week because they're in i mean they've looked horrible the last couple of weeks um this is a team that has to fix it so i'm, I'm gonna go seattle mm, interesting i'm actually gonna pick the cardinals and they sweep this they sweep seattle this season um I don't know. Hopkins, Hop, Hop, you got to watch out for Kyler Murray and Hopkins. 
especially after that catch. Now you know Hopkins is going to fill himself and not just fill himself, but he's also is, is looking for a big game. So just watch out for Hopkins this game. Um, let's move let's move along. Uh, the next game we got, oh Jesus, the Eagles against the Browns. I'm not picking Philly again, so they're just awful right now. Uh, I'm going to say Browns, but it's going to be a probably a low-scoring tight game. But I think the Browns are going to squeak it out. Yeah, I think the Browns are going to win too because I um I thought the Eagles were going to do a better ch- job at stopping the run this weekend, and they didn't. Um, and they have a monster of a running game to stop this weekend coming. So if they didn't stop the run last weekend, yeah, no. So I'm I'm going with the Browns. Oh man, Baker Mayfield's terrible. The running backs are good, <laughs> but both of them, oh Lord. Um, this is I don't even know. Lord Jesus. Um, I'm gonna pick the Eagles. I'll pick the Eagles this game. Wow. Why not? Okay. Um Falcons against the against Breezeless Saints. Uh I still think the Saints are gonna they got enough to win. So I I I'm gonna still go with New Orleans. Yeah, um, New Orleans still have all that talent, man. They're just missing the one guy, New Orleans. Okay, I'll pick the Saints as well. Um, Bengals against Washington. What the hell? Yeah, oh, my God. This is a coin flipper. Uh, Yeah. uh, I'm afraid to say it. Um, I'm going to go Washington. I don't know why. I'm going to touch yeah, I'm I'm feeling Washington, man, because um because the one thing Washington could do is is play up front. The Bengals, it seems like they're having a little bit of issue, especially in the last couple of weeks up front, um, blocking for their quarterback. So, uh, and with the the genuine pass rush that the Washington could bring, I would stay. I I would stay with. Uh, I would say Washington. Um, I think I I think I think I'll give the Bengals a try. Uh. Joe Burrow, not just Burrow, but T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a monster, man. Um, T. Higgins still performing. Uh, I think he had a good performance against the Steelers, if I recall, um, over 100 yards receiving. So um, I'm expecting the kid to do to do good against Washington. So I'll pick the Bengals for this one. Okay. Uh, Lions against the Panthers. There's another tough one because uh, Bridgewater got banged up and um, McCaffrey, I think, is still out. Uh, I think I'll still think Carolina is going to squeeze it out because I just don't trust Detroit. Yeah, Carolina. Carolina is still a great team, even if they lost to the Bucks, man. Um, they're still going to be a formidable foe. So yeah, I'm sticking with the Carolina. I'm sticking with Carolina. Um, I'll pick Detroit. Um, Detroit Stafford's doing his thing, so why not? <laughs> I'll I'll pick Detroit for this one. Uh, Steelers against the Jaguars. Gotta go Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh, one hundred percent. Pittsburgh. Yeah. We can move along. Yes. Uh, another game of the week: Titans against the Ravens. Oof! This is it, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Yep. This is gonna be a good game. Uh, I'm gonna say Baltimore. I just that's another team that has to right the ship. You know they've they've been struggling a little bit, so. I want I for me on the, the offense the Ravens offense has been failing them but it seems like now the defense is starting to crack 
that's not a good look. So I'm not gonna trust them. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Titans because I think they're a little bit more consistent in what they play, what they do. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. All right. I think I think I'm gonna take your side on this one, Shaman. I'll take Tennessee. Um, Patriots against the Texans. Yeah, that's a Patriots right there. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, you gotta give it to them, but then they'll be 500. So let's give it to them. <laughs> Um, Dolphins against the Broncos. Coach. Sorry, sorry, Chris. Go right ahead. I was going to say they're playing. Billichek's going against Cornell. Cornell was his former coach, wasn't he? Yes, sir. Good point. I think yes. Yes, sir. So he ain't surprising him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Dolphins against the Broncos. I'm gonna go Miami. Yeah. Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins has been a hell of a team, man. Like we said earlier. They've been playing well everywhere, special teams, offense, defense, everything. Um, yeah, Miami. Yeah, I'll pick the Dolphins, too. Um, another game of the week, Packers against the Colts. We're gonna, oh, uh, you know what? I'm going to say the Colts are going to keep playing good. So <laughs> I'm going to say the Colts because I think overall they got the better team. Yeah. Can they run the ball? If the Colts could run the ball, they could keep the ball out of uh, Rodgers' hand. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think at the end of the day, I think that's the way they support. They could win that game because we've say we've stated over and over again the Green Bay Green Bay can't stop the run. Um, the only thing they win on is Rodgers. So if you could get the keep the ball out of Rodgers' hands, you could win. So Colts, I choose Colts. Um, I'm gonna pick the Packers. Um, Rodgers, Rodgers have a nice big week. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Cowboys against the Vikings. I gotta go Minnesota. They're hot, and uh, Dallas. You know they're coming off the bye week. I'm sure that's gonna help them. Uh, I think Dalton is returning as well, so they should be better. I mean, if they're not better now, they're gonna be in really bad shape. But I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Minnesota for me too, man. And shout out to um, the Jefferson kid. He's literally being the best rookie wide receiver right now. Like better than the kid in the with the Broncos, better than the kid with the with uh with the Raiders, and better with the better than the kid with the the Cowboys. Like it's crazy how he was picked that low, and he's just falling out of control. And nope, and the routes he's running and the, the way he's just beating corners is extraordinary. Yeah, and you know I was big on the kid too, so yeah, you it doesn't were. surprise right. me. So. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out to him. But yeah, I'll, I'll pick the Vikings and then they'll be 500 and then to back in the playoff picture. So to, there you go. Um, Sunday night game. Uh, another one. Chiefs against the Raiders. I'm going to go Kansas City only because the Raiders beat them for their only loss. So I think Kansas City, they can't get uh, swept by this team, you know, and then if they get swept, then they're only a game out of first uh, Vegas. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kansas City. Me too. I'll go Kansas City too. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's, this is one of those games. This is one of those games that uh, John Gruden gonna take a sweep. Um, wow. Wow. The Raiders. wow! All right. All right. This is one of those big games John Gruden needs to win. I think in order for them to to be in the playoffs. So. I, I'm going to pick, yeah, I'll pick the Raiders. And John Gruden has, and in a two-year turnaround, John Gruden has been excellent. So 
I I I have to get credit when credit is due, so I'll, I'll give it to them. And last but not least, the Monday night game, the Ram, the Rams against the Buccaneers. I'm gonna go Bucks. Interesting game. I mean, interesting both game. Playing well. Uh, this is when Brady starts to, I think, get into gear for start setting up for the playoffs. Wants to play those home games. So I'm gonna say Tampa Bay. Something tells me this is a Rams game. I don't know how, but that's just my stomach. Well, I'm hungry too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah me too. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the Rams game. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you got Jalen Ramsey, uh, he played wonderful defense on, on uh, McCaff. Metcalf. Yeah, yep. Metcalf, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. So, I'm I'm going with the Rams. It's that defense, man. Too. That defense is, is unstoppable right now. <laughs> uh, you know, all they need is a little a little grain of salt from golf, and there it goes. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Rams this game. I'm taking I'm taking hell hella gambles this week, and it didn't work. Yes, last you week. are. Hopefully, it is this, 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 this week. <laughs> so yeah, so um, that's it for our podcast. That's it for our podcast. So make sure y'all follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. And until next time, we'll be taking flight. Take flight. Take flight. <laughs> Oh, a little late.